0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
1: Development, digital marketing, and hosting that produce efficiency, revenue, and results. Visit AmericanEagle.com. PF Chang's at AmericanEagle.com. Another example of the best businesses in the world. Turning to the best in the business for websites, go to AmericanEagle.com or call 877 WebNow1. That's 877 WebNow1.
0: It's 2 p.m. in Memphis, Giannotto and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence, live on Memphis's sports station, 92.9 FM,
1: ESPN.
0: Mother, can you hear me
1: welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929 ESPN. Dennis Fuller producing the program for us. Glad that he is with us. Sydney me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is on Twitter on X at mgonato. Mark, good day, sir. So Jeffrey, how was your first night post football? First day, of the first first night, first sports night of the off season, if you will, the football off season. But really, you know, we, once football's over, it feels like. I know we, we, we have that magical week, you know, those magical weeks of March Madness yeah. and the Masters is going on. And I'd the NBA playoffs, the playoff season has its own allure as well. But I would the say best, the, the the best s- part of sports calendar is behind us. I would say the second wave starts, for me, I really do like conference tournament weekend. That's a, mm, yeah. No, That's no, no, no. no. I I love very, March Madness is magical. It's a very good appetizer for getting you ready for... We got a good month till that. I think Selection Sunday is five weeks. So, yeah, we got a, we got a good solid month. So last night we had on TV one after dinner uh, we're rewatching The Crown. Okay, we're rewatching The Crown. That's, we're in Crown season. Unfortunately, we are in what I think is unquestionably the worst season. It's season five, and like to mm-hmm. me, it's not even close. So then on TV two, side TV, you had the Grizzlies game, and I've made I've mentioned to you the Grizzlies have been having some perfect losses these entertaining fun games and then they just kind of lose at the end. Last night was just a tough watch. The whole game. I know they came back and they like you look up in the fourth quarter you're like how is it only 5 points? They have the 29 to 9 run. It still was not a good watch. Listen, the Motley Crew of Canard, Vince Williams, Lamar Stevens, Yuto Anabe, and Trey Jemison. That's who got them back in that game, Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, A Motley Crew indeed. That was a tough watch. Kennard was your point guard. I guess really Vince Williams was kind of the point guard last night. But you it, also you also had... Two guys making their first appearance with the Grizzlies. Trey Jemison, a guy who just played his first NBA game a week ago. Vince Williams, who just signed his first real NBA contract a month ago. And Luke Kennard, who's point guard in name only. <laughs> He's <laughs> technically starting the offense. Um, maybe. But it's... Uh, It was interesting to say the least, but it, you know, it was brutal. So if you're counting, let's just be honest. If you're counting on the Grizzlies to get you through this next month, um, and really, especially this week, I mean, last week, for a team like the Grizzlies who are in their last week before the All Star break. I mean we can get into this but you know they've lost what 9 in a row now uh, right Well again one man's losing streak is another man's winning streak. Well, yes that is 9 concerns. How many is too many losses though? You don't want to No, t- no, no. really? They do you see they pulled within 2 of Portland and the 5? Yeah. yeah. Again, I do not think Charlotte's gettable, but I do think that five. But at is what gettable. point does it make, you know, you don't want it to become leak into your culture, Jeffrey. I so I'm glad you made this point. And because this was this was something when I talked about the Grizzlies yesterday that I also discussed. I want losing to become a habit here. I would feel I would be more sympathetic to that argument if I felt what they're putting on the floor mm-hmm. is like the building. You're gonna basically scrap this entire thing and you're starting you're starting back when this team mm-hmm. starts training camp. I'm not worried about losing culture at that point. Like really the only person that's really gonna play heavy minutes is Jaron and I'm he is clearly not establishing a losing culture. The guy's leaving it on the floor. All right. Well, we'll dive into it and tell the truth. It's tell the truth Tuesday. Also, I, I'm going to connect it to the. I don't know if you've seen Patrick Mahomes is our. Mm. I'm going to Disney World guy. The our uh, Disneyland, Disneyland Disneyland guy so I this haven't year. Quite figured out. Do they do Disneyland when it's a West Coast? I think. I think. Yeah. I think it's like easiest thing to get to. to yeah. The deal. Um, and so, um, but he was interviewed on CNN today, and it was. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Not <laughs> great. And I'm gonna somehow connect this to the Grizzlies. Um, we've also got uh, Tim Murray joining us. Uh, we'll get the uh, full rundown of what what it was. You know, I've, I heard I was watching uh, Good Morning Football this morning mm-hmm. briefly, and they broached the idea of having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas permanently your point yesterday that, like, you think this is, like, Vegas went off very well for the NFL. You their remind, own network you, was pushing yeah, was a narrative. Say, could you remind me which network uh, Good Morning Football airs on? Um, their own network was pushing uh, the concept of, maybe we could have it in Vegas every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I think there was a lot of money Tim Murray, made. we'll get the full rundown from Tim Murray, who's in Vegas uh, for VEASAN. Three uh, o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Jeffrey... It's, it's February, which means for the second year in a row. Sports suck? Yes, but also we're getting uh, some uh, balloons floated about expanding the NCAA tournament. Mm, um, it's that time of the year. It's that time of the oh, year yeah. again. Um, nobody wants it, but we're going to push it because we want more money. That's the NCAA way. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll dive into that in the list. And then uh, we, we also got to talk some Tigers. It's a... It's a did you hear Penny last night's do-or-die time, Jeffrey. Do-or-die so, time I think, for the Tigers. I think it's a big week. Um, so we'll we'll certainly wrap our arms around that. So big show coming. But I, I wanted to get into something that happened today right. in the aftermath of the Super Bowl. And then we can, like I said, I'm going to relate this to the Grizzlies. Patrick Mahomes was on CNN for this Disneyland. You know, I, you know, what, Patrick Mahomes, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do now? We're going to Disneyland, yeah. you know? I wondered if, like... Kelsey and Swift got offered offered it. I, I, thought, but like, I feel like Swift is kind of above that sort of thing at this point. Taylor. Well, I presume they. I presume Kelsey's going back on the road. Well, they got the parade in Kansas City tomorrow. He's right? Gonna but be I, I presume he's going to start galvanizing across. Well, the we game. already we already got the. Well, she's not on tour right now. Like that but was I a think kind it of starts a, back this week. Mm, if you look at the schedule, I think it's like next week she's in Singapore for a few days, but then there's like a break, and then this summer. She's going to Europe like starting in like April May, she's going to Europe for like a European tour or a European leg. And we already got the formal report, I believe, from people today. sources said Travis Kelsey's and, Tra- and Taylor are gearing up to uh, travel together through Europe this summer. And do not forget those that's the same outlet that did confirm Travis Kelsey having practice for a game. Was yes. an acceptable excuse Just to miss to the Grammys?: miss, No, to miss her birthday and the Grammys. They, they we got two separate stories about that. I don't remember the one getting the Grammys one, yeah. but yeah, we, we also got that story as well. Um, but so Mahomes is fulfilling the honors of Disneyland guy. I wonder. I always I was always curious. Like, I, I, I paid a lot to do that. You think it's got to be? I or is th- it just the honor of being that person and going to you know like that's like a you know thing? Like I, they gotta give him some cash, right? So Mahomes with little kids, it makes sense. Like it I, makes. Sense. I always just thought they just did it. It's whoever the Super Bowl MVP was. And, no, uh, it's not always that person, I don't think. Because if it's... I actually... But maybe you're, you think it's that. It's, like, part of... Maybe so, it's part of the deal. You win Super Bowl MVP, you get this type of bonus, but you got to do this promotional so, appearance. I did not see how it occurred this year, but it, it used to be... You know, like, when they do the scrum on the field and, like, all 7,000 reporters are down there? Mm-hmm. It's usually just somebody from Disney in that scrum. yeah, And so... I don't actually think there is an exchange of money. Okay. Now, if you're Mahomes, I'm sure like you know, you go to LA and like you do going, like, I mean, I guess it's probably all expenses paid. Is that enough for a guy like Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, I I think there's probably to a I would think I would say this. If I was Mahomes and have two little kids, it makes a lot of sense. Like, oh yeah, we would win the Super Bowl, I'll take the kids to Disneyland. You know, like and go, and we'll stand in the parade and wait. I would say this. I bet whatever his contract bonus or whatnot for being Super Bowl MVP, I bet it's more significant than whatever Disney's whatever go. whatever the cost. is. Well, yeah, they got the parade Wednesday, but so as part of that, he was interviewed on CNN by Abby Phillip, who uh, came up in the uh, print world uh, at the Washington Post, actually, when I was there. But now, as a has her own show on CNN, I believe, or is a host or has her own show. I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know if she was filming like filling in on CNN midday. She's pretty prominent at CNN now. Um, And like, I found her to be—I didn't know her that well, but found her to be like a really good reporter and writer for the Washington Post. Um, But she asked Patrick Mahomes today, Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. on CNN to comment on the conspiracies out there that the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes winning the Super Bowl was rigged to benefit Joe Biden. Ahead of the election this year, and with the impl- Mahomes handled it with the implication being that if the Chiefs won, that Taylor Swift and, and Kelsey were going to declare their allegiance to well, Biden. Well, it's like, is ultimately, that it? ultimately, like there's, there's, I guess there's that you know the whole thing about Taylor Swift maybe endorsing. That's what I'm saying. Is that that's it's, yeah? I guess I, I don't. I just couldn't believe CNN was asking Patrick Mahomes this question at his Disney World promotional experience. I would just look. I, I saw the video and I go. We are going insane as a society. Like, that main... Like, this nonsense stuff on the internet. Really... On, and I really think... I've said this a couple times. The For You tab that they brought to X slash Twitter. Like, about whatever Elon Musk bought it. Yeah. It's made that thing even more toxic. Because it's eleva- it elevates pe- Like, essentially now... It's like elevating the people that, I guess, pay to have their tweets elevated. And it's convincing people that these fringe ideas are actually mainstream. Yeah. And so, it's making us crazier. So I think there's a couple of things here. I don't necessarily, so I don't use the For You tab like you do. The Super Bowl was a conspiracy to get right. Joe yeah. Biden elected president? And we're asking the Super Bowl MVP, a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Right. A it, question about it on CNN? What the hell are we doing? Well, to me, the more the bigger issue is, like, when I first saw this, I assumed it was, like, somebody running up to Mahomes with, like, an iPhone being like, do you have any comment? Do you have any comment? When I saw it on CNN, I was like, oh, my God. Because there's a couple of things here. Like, first and foremost— I don't know how familiar the general public is, but Mark, I'm willing to bet sixty to seventy percent of NFL owners are probably heavily Republican donors. Probably, yeah. Right, rich people tend yeah. to be more often well, than I, not. I know Stephen Republicans. Ross. You think Stephen Ross? He's like a massive Trump donor. I think Jerry Jones is Republican. Uh, now I think a lot of them probably to get the cent off they donate to a lot of people. Yeah, but I'm go I'm willing to bet they probably lean a certain direction. So the NFL is going to rig their league to get another Biden. And the other thing that's never made sense to me: why? What I don't really understand is why is the Taylor Swift endorsement this this concept that? oh, my God, that's going to swing the election. In my lifetime, you can count the number of celebrities that are like, you know what, vote Republican. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> GOP, that's the way for me. There's some, like, but you're right. Like It's certainly like artists, you know, like, like generally speaking, not a lot of them are. Here's how you know if a celebrity leans a little right, if they don't really talk about politics. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, and but, yeah. uh, but back to the Twitter X thing. So here's the thing though that I'm not sure is true. Well, because I, I want to add this the the context I guess CNN brought this up was Biden in acknowledged this in a way when his official Twitter account put out a thing after the Super Bowl, like just how he drew it, like kind of playing into it a little bit. so i'm I'm guessing that's how CNN justified in their mind asking Patrick Mahomes about it. Well, you know, Joe Biden tweeted about it. You know, tweeted kind of making a joke, ju- talking about it in jest. So he acknowledged it. And it's just like, but and I'll say this. Mahomes handled it well. Like, I am i don't know if he was told ahead of time that he was going to get a crazy-ass question like this or if he, he, but he, like, said nothing really but, like, handled it in a genial way, you know? But, like, ultimately was just like, yeah, it's kind of crazy that they have these I'm just paraphrasing yeah. but that's what he basically said. Oh, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I just try to focus on football. So what I I don't necessarily buy your for you argument, but here's mm-hmm. here's where I can meet you halfway. I do think a lot of right-wing conspiracies all of this. I do think in the previous iteration of Twitter, those were getting shut down and silenced. I think what Elon has done is brought it his his explanation is that oh I think it's like both sides like conspiracy series on both sides right. it's just like people so, buying into these notions that are just insane so Elon's explanation is I I have brought it like if you consider where Twitter was he's like when I bought it he's like it's a whole it's pretty tough to go further left than downtown San Francisco Mm -hmm. That was his point. He's like, I have brought it more towards the middle. And therefore, if you are far left, you think that this place has become super right wing. But I do think to your point, I think there is less. I think there is less shutting down of like every time someone complains, like shut it down. And so I do think it's populating more. On Twitter and X, probably than previously was, because there's no question in my mind. The like the Taylor Swift, the whole conspiracies and all this, and her becoming this weird proxy for a culture war. I do think that that was amplified to a level that was not realistic. No, I think she's handled herself quite well during all. I'm not of even this talking about Taylor. I, I think Taylor's innocent. I think yeah. she Taylor is just like, nothing more than like she's being used as a proxy. Yes. So, but I do, like, th- I think, I just think that somehow she got, like, the conspiracies around her got amplified to a level that was absurd. Yes. To the point that now Patrick Mahomes is answering questions about it ahead of the Super Bowl break. Like, it and- seems pretty likely to me, it, from everyone I've talked to of all political persuasions, everyone kind of had the same opinion. It was like one of three opinions on Taylor Swift. One was, it's a little much, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Number two, eh. You know, my daughter's into it. She's watching a little more football now. Like, I'm not saying win win, but, you know, it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And then the other was, I don't care. No, and then I really liked it. There's a lot of people who really liked it. Right, but it wasn't. No one has. I've enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed the Taylor Swift Traffic Skulls. Right, but no one has had, like, they've acted as if there has been like an activist call mm-hmm. to come up about Taylor Swift content. And really what I think it initially started as, it initially started as one of two things. Number one, there was a lot of female writers in their 30s that wanted to justify writing about Taylor Swift when it probably wasn't their beat. It's also a great story. It's fine. We we Since the dawning of time, we've been obsessed with celebrity relationships. Yeah. But I do think there was a second the second wave of when you started getting flooded with Taylor Swift think pieces, I do think there was an element of this is getting, this is just getting massive clicks. Like we've (laughs) got to keep. Well, and I think what happened is people were starting to look for a new way to write about Taylor Swift. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, people are, you know, on these corners of the internet, people are saying this. And so people started writing about that. It's this massive ecosystem that like, Depends on one another. You need these fringe people out there with these absurd takes that no one really believes, so that these other people can write about it and say, "See, it's out there." It's like, yeah, okay, self fulfilling prophecy. Um. Well, and the way I relate this to like the Grizzlies, all right? The for you, yeah, section of the the app, which I'm like honestly I'm I'll. I've tried to, like, sometimes I don't notice it's on. You know, like, for whatever reason, it switches back. But I, I've actually, like, now recently, like, tried to actively avoid it because, like, I just don't want to see, like, certain people's voices who are amplified on my feet. I'm like, this person's an idiot. So, so like, I don't need I, to hear this. I don't I need to never, read this crap. I never actively, like, it's not even, like, a curiosity. Let's see what's over here. Yeah. But, you know, occasionally if you are got fat fingers and yeah. you'll do that. And then I'll start to see, like, I'll scroll up and I'm like, what is this? And I immediately, it clicks. When I see something like that, it immediately clicks with me. It's like, oh, I'm on for you. Well, what was interesting is I wasn't actually seeing any criticism of Jaron Jackson Jr. What I was seeing on the for you side, Jeffrey, was defenses of Jaron Jackson Jr. criticism. But like, I didn't know what the criticism was. I just, all I was seeing was A person responding to the criticism, not like replying to another tweet or anything like that. All you could see was the defense of Jaron Jackson, like an abstract defense of Jaron Jackson Jr. as if he had been attacked. And as I put on my own feet, I go, it is insane to be criticizing Jaron Jackson Jr. right now. He's not a perfect basketball player. But what he is doing for this Grizzlies team right now, As, like, the only dude out there who was supposed to be out there, right? Yes. Isn't that probably the best way to describe the situation right now? No, I mean, I I said... The guy's consistently putting up numbers, and he's, like, the only guy any team's really game-planning for. Not only that, like, I had mentioned... I think it was the week that you were out with, with Baby Reese. I think what he has done this season, I have no idea if, like... You could present a case to me that, like, he's not actually a better basketball player, like, Mm -hmm. statistically whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I have found what he has done this year has just been admirable. When you can take take it from, like, this, like, forget just the fact that, like, look who he's out there with right now. Mm -hmm. But take it from this perspective. You come into the season and you're thinking, all right, remember he did the podcast last summer of, like, he was, like, basically saying, like, we got something to prove. Mm Mm-hmm. So you you come in with a mindset, and I felt like when we were at media day, I thought the vibes were very high with the team. Like you could kind of get the sense of not quite total like fresh start, but it was like new day. It was like first day of school, new year, mm-hmm. and you were excited for the year. I imagine that the players maybe they were more aware than fans were, but I gotta imagine there was still the same sense from players of. Hey, this 25 games without Ja, like we're not going 20 and 5, but we're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that was based yes. on the vibes I mean, that, that was we got? everyone's vibe. Right. Yeah. That was, and I think the players felt that too. And then I think very quickly, you realize, like, oh my God, this is gonna be brutal. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go through that. They weathered that storm. Then Ja comes back, and it felt like that's the highest vibes have been. I really think it's the highest vibes have been since the previous season. Not not last year. I'm talking the Since you know what that my demarcation has become? Since the forty point the wave game against the Bucks. Yeah. That that was the last time it felt like the vibes were like peak, peak, peak. And then you're right. We saw we had a momentary burst when I mean when Ja hits the it game was, winner and then it was, and it was just like they reeled, reeled off, back they reeled off like, four wins in a row. Yeah, and, it's like, yeah, the start to the season was troubling, but like let's let's see what happens. Yeah. And then Ja gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You lose him for the year. Then, like, it felt like they had that rallying game in L.A. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was at L.A. right after Ja gets hurt. Yeah. And they, they had one of the best wins of the year. Mm-hmm. It was that and Phoenix, right? They beat Phoenix, Correct. too. Then you get... Bane. Smart gets hurt. Well, Bane first. It was Bane, then Smart. Yeah. Yeah, it was back-to-back games. Yeah. And then you start going through this, like, oh, my God. This is, like, uh, the it's a season of nightmares. It's mm-hmm. Everything. The fact that he's consistently just put this team on his back, given unbelievable effort every single night, I found it nothing short of admirable. Yeah. No, and and they are on a nine game losing streak now after last night's loss. Nine game winning streak. To the Pelicans. Um, and I don't know. It's it's tough to digest it all, I guess. You know, it's like like Memphis fans in if you really look at the history of the franchise. There's just not a lot of seasons like this. You know, like ultimately this team hasn't this franchise since moving to Memphis has never been like a legitimate title contender necessarily. I know they went to the Western Conference finals the one that one year, but it's also rarely been like a team just playing out the string, especially since it first made the playoffs with Hubie Brown. You know, like you get past those first few years in Memphis. Like there's been a couple seasons like this, but not that many. I mean, Ultimately. the closest thing to this season is the 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 second half post All Star break of the year before Ja. Yeah, the Con- when Conley got hurt, really that that year was worse than this because Conley. Remember, well, you didn't have hope. Like the difference. Well, no, 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 the, you're right. The, the that's difference. Different. The, the difference between this season and that season was that season was actually hopeless. because you didn't really know. Like they were done, and you didn't know what the fix was going to be. No, you're right. The the season, the JB Bickerstaff season, the and full season. And remember they weren't bad. It was really en- the two JB Bickerstaff they seasons. They weren't bad enough because they the year they get Ja, I think they finished seventh in the standings. And remember they No, they, the year they got Ja, they finished eighth and they were the yeah, play, ninth and they played Portland in the bubble in the play in. Remember that? No, 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 no. But I'm talking about the season The se- year before. The, the the season to get Ja. Yes. So Jaren's rookie, rookie year, year when they traded Gasol Correct. at the deadline. But remember they didn't trade Tyreek for like No, well, that he- was the year before. Tyreek was the year before. Well, it was two years. Well, yeah, it was the year before. I believe. So I am talking about yeah, Jaren's rookie year. But they finished, <laughs> the year where they get Ja's draft pick in the lottery, mm-hmm. they were like 7th yes. and jumped up. Yes. So, but I'm Ninth, talking about that that point in time. Yeah, it was from the trade deadline on. They played up through like Delon Wright. That and- that point in time was pretty hopeless because mm-hmm. you didn't it quickly turned when you got Ja yeah. the next no, year. No, you're right. You're right. But it was like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't. Have, they you thought at the end of the year, like they're just going to get bit like an eighth pick. Like who cares? But it was similar in that you're playing yes. out the string. This you're playing. Honestly, you're going to be end up playing out the string a month longer than that when you really look back on it, um, because that really that season was already headed down the the tube before the deadline. Um, remember the remember they they made the I believe that was the year they <laughs> – trying to salvage things they isn't that the year they traded for uh one of the holiday brothers like in like they've traded a second round pick to yep. cuz he was great at shooting corner threes and they were trying to salvage like eke out a playoff spot and it was like no 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 yeah, this yeah. is over this is over No guys. I mean like literally the only things i can remember about that second half of the season it was Delon Wright triple double watch and Jonas and it was like the first yeah. time Jonas was playing um but yeah that's the last time we've we've had it but just in general you had that year the year before that, when Conley got hurt and you got the Jaron pick, that was, like, some pretty meager basketball games yes. you were going through. But then, like, you know, all those core four years, obviously, you weren't doing that at the – even the, you know, the injury-mangled year was a playoff year, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, you know, it wasn't a long playoff run, but um, – and then there were those couple years between the, like, pow Shane Battier, It was about Mike a three-year Miller, you know, run, and then – then it, it started to turn the corner. but By and large, mo- like, this has been, a re- you know, ultimately, in terms of playoff appearances, a relatively successful NBA franchise over the years. And so, and, and like you pointed out, the other thing that makes this unique is there is so much hope at the end of this. Like, literally, as soon as this season is over, you will go, man, I cannot wait for the next season. Now, the key difference between this and years prior is you really do just, like, you're part of. I think this is part of the mood around it. It's just like we just got to get through this because next year it's like it's not going to be anything that remotely looks like this. Now, even though they cut down a twenty five point deficit to five and almost made you know almost kind of made the Pelicans look silly uh, at the end of that game, um, the two biggest items from that game actually happened away from the court. Yes, one, Gigi Jackson didn't play. He was suspended for a violation of team rules, although I don't suspect it's like a major violation of team rules. He was sitting on the bench with the team. He was available to the media earlier in the after earlier in the morning after shoot around. My, my guess would be something happened between the shoot around and the game. I'm purely, Maybe showed up late or something. I don't know. Admittedly, I'm speculating. But when you typically see, and there was the interview floating right. around where he admitted that he, right. he, he he's he, been fined four times. He like he he like just offered it up by himself. It looks like on his own volition in an interview after he you know set the that rookie record that night that was like the last yeah. week. Um, he uh, yeah he said he had to like have a meeting with Zach Kleiman at one point about it. So it sounds like it's something relatively minor. Right. The, speculating entirely. When you see these types of suspensions, it's usually because, and I think they use the terms violation of team rules, it means usually you showed up late one too many times. Yeah, or missed training o- session right. or you, missed a, something. Yeah, you you miss yeah. some type of team activity or late for some team activity. And my gut is the Grizzlies are thinking about this in the context of like, hey, oh, by the way, like when we drafted this guy, there's a reason why this guy slipped late in the second round. It's because they some people thought he had maturity issues and, Maybe he's like it should be expected. He's literally the youngest player in the NBA this year, Gigi Jackson. And my guess is if you like ask them to talk about this, they they'd frame it in this sense of like we're trying to nip this in the bud because like this guy's looks like he's going to be important for us moving forward. Yeah, and I mean I also think I'm sure to a certain degree there's probably some sensitivity of like "Eh, we probably we probably. Ignored a few too many things with John Moran. Yeah, like yeah. I think that plays into it too. You know, it's a sign of what it's a sign of what this franchise has been through over the last year in some ways. Correct. Um and then the other this is much better news, Vince Williams added as a rising stars game replacement. So I believe it was gonna be the first time in a long time. There was gonna the, be no, no representation. No Grizzlies representation at All-Star Weekend, but that is no more Vince Williams replacing Dyson Daniels from New Orleans. Uh, in the Rising Stars game. Remember, that's now they've made the Rising Stars game. It's like freshman, sophomores, and then it's like— No, 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 no. It's like four—it's freshman, sophomores, and G League guys, and they're separate—it's 28 of them, and they're separated into four teams of seven. And remember, they play like a semifinal game and then a final game, and they have like NBA and WNBA legends as the coaches of each team. That's how they do it. So he'll be like on a team with six other random dudes, freshman, sophomore, mixed in there, G League. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's good news for uh, uh I'm for happy him. for Vince Williams. He's, uh, I probably will not he, be watching. He, his playmaking is something that I was not expecting out of mm-hmm. him. Like, he's he's a better playmaker than Dylan Brooks. Uh, I don't know if he's going to end up being a better player than Dylan Brooks. He might, honestly, uh, if he continues to score
2: th- and, like, play key- offense.
1: We did, but, like, he's a better playmaker than Dylan Brooks, I think. The thing that's key for me I don't like know if they're going to need when, it that much. When, when you he, compare him to Dylan, to me the biggest difference is a bad Vince Williams Knights like one of six. Yeah. yeah. It's not two for 18. Now, I still don't know if he's, you know, let's see how he holds up over the long haul as like you're going to guard the best guy on the court guy. Well, there's and, no question. And then also, I mean, there's to me, I guess like you saw last you, night. You want to were... see some run and you want to see all this. Like that's all well and good the problem though for me of acting like oh this is must watch i think the entire atmosphere next year is going to be different mm-hmm. a like what's it look like in games that where the intensity's up and you're going up against high level opponents that are taking you seriously b what's it look like when you're on the floor with other guys like you know what i mean like there's to a certain degree it's like i have seen I've seen what we need to see to say that this guy is going to be a part of next year's team and probably, presumably a fairly big part of it. Mm-hmm. Certainly in the top eight, if not probably a borderline starter. I mean, I mean, there's still, I feel like, things to figure out. I bet you he ends up starting just based on injury and circumstance. He'll start 25, 30 games next year. Well, I mean, I think, th- I think there's going to be a case to be made that he should be a starter simply because of size. Because of mat, with just mat, not even size, because he's not that much taller, halt as, length, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Matchup, because of matchups, you might want it, but like I still think they're gonna start smart, because I think that's. I it, mean, it, in the end, that is what it's, you brought him in to do. Yes, and like you know, it's a vet, and a, like it all, all. that matters who finishes the game. Penny tells you that all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. All that matters who finishes the game, not who starts it. I don't like using Penny with substitution patterns as the coaches. Sh- on, coaches in example. general always say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Interesting night for the Grizzlies, sort of. Not really. The game wasn't that interesting. I found it to be a tough watch. We got we got Rockets in town. To, speaking of Dylan, Rockets in town tomorrow, and then Bucks Thursday before they go on the All Star break. Yeah, last night had real like last. They're day. playing. I mean, well, the last question we mentioned at vibes. the beginning is like ultimately like are they really going to go into the break on an eleven game losing streak? Is that what? Fingers is that, crossed. Is that what? Is that Fingers what's going to happen? um because that is they got to win some games, do they? <sighs> yes. I mean they are it's likely, but like I'm not rooting for it every night. Yeah. Oh, you did. I mean last night was it interesting enough the Yuta Watanabe return game? Not it, really. The Lamar Stevens debut game did not find myself I did not have my notepad out. The it seems like we're going to have every other game either Scottie Pippen Jr is going to play or or Jacob Gilliard is going to play until it yeah, feels with, like they're trying they to run like, out of their it each It feels run out like of they're games. trying to like massage the a number of games they have. Mhm. Uh yeah, then, no. you know, you never know if Derrick Rose is going to play or not, but lean towards not. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's that's the intrigue right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess to like a certain degree it's like does LaRavia – Ever come back? Yeah, Laravian. Like, Zaire, too. I mean, Zaire's been out with this hand injury. But it's like when I, me asking for them to come back, it's not because like, oh, I want to, I want them, Like, it's basically I want to see them play so that hopefully they look good enough to where someone's like, all right, we'll trade for them. All right, it's, well, it's going to be more like, all right, you can throw him in this deal. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> it's not like a, no one's no. going to be trading and, for them. And, and It's going to be, you can throw right, them we'll in. We'll take this, him. You can throw him in this deal, and we're not going to make you take back, like, yeah. an albatra- We'll give him a warm-up. Yeah. yeah, he can travel with the team. Yeah, <laughs> So uh, that's uh, that's where we're at. But, hey, stop buying into this crazy nonsense that you see on uh, social I mean, media. I think the reality is, though, I think you're also – there's one key thing before we get to Tim. I don't think you've cut your teeth on writing enough in the internet.. Mm-hmm. This is a big time internet like blogosphere internet writer move. You create an argument that's maybe maybe a whisper out there, but really you create this argument and you act like it is a competing like equal volume argument, and you start arguing against that that's that's what happens a lot yeah well it's it's become. I don't know, maybe I'm just noticing it now more than ever, but it just feels like, come on. I mean, I didn't notice the Jaron discussion until... Like I said, I haven't actually seen... The thing that drove me nuts is like, wait, I haven't actually seen any of the criticism. All I'm seeing is people defending him against criticism that I haven't seen. Show me someone who knows anything, who is like, actually, like, I've seen some people, well, you know, he could be a better rebounder. It's like, okay, yeah, that's fine, but like, that's not different um he needs to show that he can be like a you know 1a type of player it's like well i don't think he's like ever going to be the top offensive threat on this team and yet he's putting up 20 something consistently being the top offensive weapon on this team i also just don't think this is a realistic like a realistic grading moment against him because that's You're not having, like, hopefully you never have to have this situation again where he's playing with these guys. Like, I just got here, I just got a tweet from someone. Jaron is our 2024 MVP, sure, but that does not exclude him from criticism. He is not stepping up to the platform he has given as our go-to guy right now. He needs a fire lit under his ass in the biggest kind of way. Current roster is not an excuse for lack of effort slash heart. That guy's an idiot. His name, his, his you t- must t- be a blast at parties. <laughs> his Twitter account, at Memphis McChicken, uh, you're much worse than a McChicken sandwich, Memphis McChicken. Yeah, like, that-, that is awful. Like, that's crazy talk. Yeah. I mean, there is also this reality that's a possible scenario. There's such thing as trolls, but at least that's some criticism. That's the first actual someone who actually, like, Yeah, but I mean, the, the, I do think maybe there's probably going to be, like, to the whole trolling argument, I do think there's going to be some people that are like Jaren's getting too much praise. I don't really like Jaren. I've never liked Jaren. I'm going to go back to the the well. I'm going to go to the rebounding argument. He's one I'm of the biggest to- bargains in the NBA right now. Yeah, literally. I just don't know how you can watch these games and go. Hey, we need more from him in two years. I'm giving him a max, whatever the max is. I'm giving it to him as long like as long as he's not hurt. You're giving him the max contract in two years. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Tim Murray joins the program. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl in Vegas. Also, if he's got some college basketball on the slate, we'll talk all that next with him right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 99 FM, ESP.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours Giannato and Jeffrey, broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity, the Gionato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN.
1: program is brought to you by Memphis' number one spot for indoor golf, Birdies. It's located in the historic South Main District of downtown at 493 South Main Street. Birdie's has three golf simulators, a virtual putting's course, as well as a full service bar and a great menu. You can go hang out with friends. I went with my brothers on Saturday. We played on the simulator for two hours, and I hung out with one of my buddies who lives downtown for another two hours. Also, right now at Birdie's, check out their membership options. For $100, you can get 10 hours on the simulator. It's a tremendous deal if you want to experience the most of the simulators at Birdie's. Golf at birdies.com to reserve a hitting bay today. Also, follow them on Instagram at birdies901. Tim Murray joins the program. He, of course, the host of V-CIN Prime Primetime, airing live weeknights from 5 until 8. College football, college basketball betting podcast on Twitter on X, at one Tim Murray. Tim, how long before uh, you all are getting another Super Bowl in Vegas? It feels like uh, not that long.
3: Yeah, we're gonna be in the rotation, man. It was uh, it was a smashing success outside of the weather. Um, it was it was not super warm. That's funny. We it's beautiful right now. It's like uh, in the low upper fifties, sun shining. So uh, they they didn't get the great weather, but all in all, man, um, I didn't go down to the strip over the weekend. I'm smarter than that. But from everything that I heard from people who uh, who were out and about, and uh, I was down there obviously a lot. Talked to you guys from Radio Row last week. It was great. It seemed to go off without a hitch. Uh, You know, Vegas is built for events like that. I mean, I think, I don't know what the exact stat was uh, because I was talking to uh, the morning show that I do in Milwaukee and they said like the little cluster. Of you know, the Mandalay Bay, Luxor, Delano, right there, MGM. Yeah, uh, there's more hotels in that little cluster You're than just gonna leave entire- the Excalibur out of this Excalibur, uh, Park MGM, whatever, just throw them off New York. New York, m- there's more hotels in that cluster than in the whole state of Wisconsin. So, look, it- there's hotels out the wazoo. I think there's three private landing strips. It's not a big city, uh, for anyone who's ever been to Vegas, it's really not. It's... You know, I think market-wise, it's like top, maybe top 50. Uh, it's not that big, but no, I mean, I think everything... But growing uh, well,
1: suburbs, it feels like. Like a growing no, suburban sure. scene now. In, in yeah, Vegas. I mean,
3: where I live in Henderson, um, you know, I live in like a newer area of Henderson. Um, you know, my son's elementary school is, you know, b- busting from the seams with kids all over the place. So, um, but no, I I, I think it's... Uh, I don't know what the rotation will be, guys. Um, you know, it's, it's you know... L.A. Um, to me, Santa the, three, Clara. the three
1: stalwarts. I know. So we have L.A., Santa Clara, or I'm sorry, New Orleans, New Orleans, L.A. or New, New Orleans, Orleans, Santa, Santa Clara, Clara, L.A. LA. Yeah. I also crazy. feel like the three that we're going to see the most now. It feels like L.A. because the NFL has the office out there as well, and the stadiums, yeah, built and for it. New Orleans. And then now it feels like Vegas is going to get get into that conversation. I suppose you can throw Miami out there
3: as well. I think when Nashville builds their new stadium, uh, there'll be a big push to get them a Super Bowl, which I think uh, I think media folks will certainly enjoy going to Nashville for
1: a, for a Super Bowl. Um, eh, you know, I don't know if they've got the infrastructure I, right now. I think I, be, well, they're going to get one. They're going to get one. I feel like they're more in the final four, oh, uh, yeah. college football playoff championship game. I feel like they're in that rotation. They'll get a college Super football, Bowl though.
3: Yeah, I think they'll, they'll get, get one, one. But I mean, I just think for what needs to be done, right, from a high-profile celebrity standpoint, from a media standpoint, Vegas just checks all the boxes with ease. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we could do all that. No problem. Oh, you want Radio Row at Mandalay Bay? Here, here you go. We got convention centers, you know, out the wazoo. Oh, you got the biggest pop star in the world flying in from Japan? That's cool. We'll figure it out. Uh, You need to go to some... Uh, you know, club after after the game, and have uh, Ludacris there, and uh, Post Malone, and the Chain Smokers, and Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. We'll we'll take care of all that. No problem. I mean, it nothing nothing phases this town from from that standpoint. What's the
1: what's the celebrity spot? Is it the win? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, mean, know. I assume it's the win or the Venetian.
3: Yeah, right. I mean there was. I believe the, the there,
1: Chiefs' party was at the the club was, it was at, at the Resorts Wind. World. Oh, no, Resorts, it was at Resorts World. World. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: But I, I, if I had to guess, that was uh, a you know a little wink, wink deal. Uh, oh yeah, know, everything, everything's a wink, wink deal. Um, well, no, but, like, I mean I think
1: that's a big. Justin under-
3: Timberlake when he went out that to was the my fountain, favorite. He went to the Fountain Blue opening, got paid. God knows how much money to perform at the Fountain Blue opening, and then at the end of the night, took a picture with his wife Jessica Beale, at
1: the win. So <laughs> yeah, I think the win is. I, I know I this think, when Team USA does their stuff for the win, right, worst, worst, they're worst always day. at the they're the win. He's oh, a win yeah. guy. It's well, it, it's apparently it's long standing. Like mm. Team USA is always at the win. So uh, I
3: I don't know this a hundred percent, but like a buddy of mine. Uh, Kind of, he, there's like a studio inside the wind. uh That's where Boomer and uh uh Boomer and did his morning show. Um, oh,
1: oh, Carton, Carton, Car,
3: no, not, not oh, Carton no, 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 it's Boomer, Geo. and Geo, Geo, Geo. Yeah. Geo. There it is. Uh They did their morning show there, but they they've got like a rotation of shows. But yeah, I think there's like an area within the win that's like where all the big big time celebrities stay. Like there's like villas and I
1: don't know. I I yes, am not that it's, big time. It's, it's that that's. I stayed there once, not on my own dime. You stayed in a villa at the Wynn? No, I, well, I didn't stay at the villa at the Wynn. I did play. <laughs> I played the Wynn golf course. Okay, and so you got a glimpse of yeah, them or something. Yeah, I got to see where. Hey, there's where I'll never stay. Mm, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the only reason we stayed at the Wynn is because that's where my wife's convention was, and the room was free. Okay. There's no way I could afford to stay at the
3: Wynn. Yeah. Well. I don't think I don't think they were staying at uh, Oyo or. uh, or, uh... yeah. Or, or Luxor, but uh, yeah, and then they'll the mix going? they'll
1: mix in Phoenix and Dallas still, sure. and like I um, just don't like how they classed up the Monte Carlo park mGM It's too classy, part of the Monte Carlo's charm was that was what, that was our spot in college. no smoking when, when we would have when we would have like a weekend and we're in l a and we're like, we just want to go and do something cheap that's what Vegas used to be. Monte Carlo, that was that was oh. where the true players played. We we still got you some spots, baby. Don't worry. Yeah, like the I mean, horseshoe there's, there's, there is. Uh, you know, I remember be, last time I was in there. If you want to if you want to, if you want to
3: come down to Ti Treasure Island, we got you covered. Uh, there, yeah. There's there's plenty there's of places. Still, still got there's some pl- old
1: school Vegas.
3: Oh yeah, we we got some plenty of places. Hey man, if you want to go, yeah, old school you know, you old, you old, think old. That's
1: what I'm saying. If you, but we you do, when you're 21 years old, you want to stay on the strip. Like come on. Oh yeah, yeah, Ti. You're right. That's what. You're oh, not going oh, to Vegas oh. to go off. TI, yeah. T.I. was always there for you. I feel like 90% of Treasure Island's, the people that stay at Treasure Island, are just the people that go on to, like, kayak. And it's like, stay in Vegas on the strip for 70 bucks. Like, I feel oh, like there's everywhere. There's, uh, oh, what's the, the name? The, the, the oh, APSE, the Associated Press Flamingo. Sports Center. Yeah, they had it at the Flamingo. That was very blue-collar, feel, blue-collar casino feel to it. I think next time next time we go I'm staying if I go on my own dime I'm staying at Tim I'm in Tim's neck of the woods I'm doing Circa Circa baby. Mm. Yeah, we had a blast
3: Fremont yeah, Street, fun, yeah. It was a fun week. Um, you know, Circa, look, for for your listeners, uh, I don't work at Circa. I just have my studio there, but it's it's where you want to be, man. If you're a sports fan, it's it's that in the Westgate uh for a sports book viewing pleasure, I would say those are the spots to go. Uh, it, it look, circle was fun. We, you know, um, uh, after I talked to you guys, I think it was Thursday's show. It was just, you know, our studio backs up to the sports book there, and I look over my shoulder. I'm like, oh, there's Rich Cannon just sitting there. shake that guy it all has in. an
1: MVP. Yeah, I was like that guy won the
3: MVP. He <laughs> that's won. That's actually seat. a trivia question. It's like, like played Riz- a, y- played y- a Super Bowl, actually won an MVP.
1: Yeah, oh, that's... went
3: to Delaware. So uh, yeah, and he just popped in studio. I'm like, hello. Super or not Super Bowl MVP MVP. Mm-hmm. You lost your Super Bowl chance, but um, yeah, man, it was uh, Urban Meyer. I think I saw uh, Tuesday night. I'm sure, he was a Yeah, uh, uh, I did not. I did not talk to him. No way. Uh, seems uh, was,
1: like a Vegas guy.
3: He kind of had like an evil goatee going on. Uh, oh, little,
1: is he leaning into it?
3: I don't know. Is he finally like,
1: like looking in the mirror?
3: Yeah, it seemed seemed like it. I did see uh, my wife. <laughs> I watch. I don't know if you guys ever watched Real World growing up. Remember, like oh, in yeah. school or whatever. Uh, Phil- Philadelphia, uh MJ, the okay. uh, guy who played yeah. wide receiver at uh, Vanderbilt. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's
1: MJ right there." My wife in, still in watches MTV. <laughs> Thursdays are still Thursdays in my house. Nice. There oh you go. my. Um all right, so the actual game, yes. the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. Um what do you what do you make of Mahomes at this point? I mean, I th- I thought the most illuminating thing he said maybe after the game, I fr- I think he was with the NFL Network, and he was asked kind of about this conversation of where he now stands in the pantheon of quarterbacks. And he said something interesting like, essentially, like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this GOAT talk because I lost to Brady in a Super Bowl. And yeah, it made me think. Well, and it made me think, like, ultimately. lies the GOAT. Well, ultimately, for him to surpass Brady he's going to have to get way more Super Bowls than him because ultimately Brady's going to always have the – even in Mahomes' head, he realizes it. Like ultimately they played each other in a Super Bowl and Brady got the better of him, even though, you know, at this point – Brady Brady's on get pace the better just, of him Yeah, the, the defense? Uh, uh, no, I know. they like, rip him limb from limb. that's not what the debate yeah, people yeah. are going to be talking about. They're going to talk about Brady beat him in a Super Bowl. Here's the question I'm more interested. Sure. What would you set the over-under for – the I know more going. so like what are, I guess would it be two and a half more Super Bowls? That's what that's what I was saying. He's thinking. got he's got what? Three. He has three. He's he has three. So if he gets the over, that'd be six. Brady's got seven.
3: Yeah, I mean, over under two and a half Super Bowls is it's a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah. But this dude is this dude's ridiculous. I mean, look, this team felt like they the should de- have won it this year. The defense is is the real deal. Um but this this offense was one of the worst second half offenses the entire year. I mean, they were they were very good to be honest. Like, and they had no receivers that he really trusted. Um, and and I think the scary part is that they found a way to win this Super Bowl and I think they're going to get better during the offseason because they're going to get, you know, they're going to go after a big time wide receiver whether they can get T Higgins or something like that. And then I mean, they'll probably draft someone in the first or second round and, you know, give them a lot of credit. They've done a phenomenal job recognizing talent in the draft, maybe outside of, you know, spending a first-round pick on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which didn't really work out. but um, Still got you know, their running back, Pacheco's I mean, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they got Pacheco in the seventh round, Rasheed Rice in the second round. I wasn't mean, that
1: the COVID draft? Y- yes. I feel like the COVID draft and the yeah. draft right after it are going to be, like, the weirdest drafts that you see because it I felt mean, like George Karloftis has become an absolute baller. On he was the great in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know how much credit to give Karloftis or to Chris Jones, but I like Chris uh, Jones is was a freaking nature.
3: Yeah. I mean, Chris Jones was wreaking havoc. I mean, Chris Jones, you could argue, could have won MVP. Now, I guess no, that's not true. Mahomes is the MVP. But if there was a secondary MVP, I thought Chris Jones was absolutely phenomenal. And he's the reason they didn't throw a touchdown pass on four on third and four. I mean, he he's a reason he didn't get he didn't get blocked, but I mean, he was in the backfield in Purdy's face, so he had to throw it away.
1: Yeah, because like I'm sitting there thinking back. So if you look at where I think Mahomes is basically where Brady was, even though I think he's a bigger part of the offense than Brady was early. He in his was, career. but
3: remember, and, and and Brady then went ten years. That's without what I'm saying, Bowl, it's, it's, which
1: is crazy. It's ten years, and you couldn't believe it. But then he did rip off. Another four. And so it's almost like do I really think Patrick Mahomes? I guess the one question I do have for Mahomes, if he loses a little wiggle, does that does that change anything for him? Because part of what his masterful brilliance is, is he's so slippery in the pocket. Like he's part of the no sacks is not really how good their offensive line is. It's how good he is. Like you can't really get him down. But at the same time, it's like, do I really think he's going to be that worse for a thrower? No. Like, it just it just feels – it well, feels exactly like it did with Brady. I don't know
3: if he'll be, you know, with, as you mentioned, Wiggle when he's, you know, in his 40s. But he's only 28. And, you know, he said it. I was watching him on McAfee this morning. And he basically said, he's like, I feel like I'm more athletic now than I was coming into the league. I mean, that dude –